Steve's NRL season previews, the Gold Coast Titans. Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL season previews for 2022. I'm your host, Stephen Westaway, and we are gearing up for the start of the NRL season. It kicks off next Thursday night between Manly and Penrith. We'll start the season, we are six days away, I'm excited for it, and over the next few days I'm going to be Checking off every team I haven't covered yet for these season previews. I've already covered 8 out of the 16 teams, including the Canterbury Bulldogs, the St. George Jaw Dragons, the Cronulla Sharks, and the Canberra Raiders. If you'd like to, and if you haven't, go back and check out those former episodes. But now we're getting into the business end, the teams that finished in the top 8 last season. I'm going to predict where they think they're going to finish this season. And today I'm going to be starting off with the Gold Coast Titans, who finished 8th in 2021 after a fairy tale finish that saw them progress into the finals which seemed very unlikely heading into that final round but if you guys haven't before we get into the season preview today please like steve's nrl footy tips on facebook if you haven't subscribe wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcast we're on apple Podcasts, google podcast anchor spotify and more so check out the show like that facebook page and stay up to date with all the latest updates and notifications about Steve's NRL footy tips. And speaking of which, Steve's NRL footy tips, the traditional show, will return next Tuesday afternoon after the team list dropped. I'm going to get straight to recording my tips for round one. It's been a long time coming. I've, I love doing the show for you guys each week, and we have a lot to talk about before the start of the kickoff of the season. But as I said, today we're going to be looking at the Gold Coast Titans and their chances in 2022. And as I mentioned, it was a fairy tale finish that got Gold Coast into the finals last year. And Justin Holbrook, he's been there since uh, 2020, and he's really starting to instill some belief in these players. And, you know, they've had some key signings, some huge signings last year. But for this club, it's just really important to continue the development that they've done so well so far. And in 2021, I mean, they were kind of mid-pack all season, and it wasn't really till um, that end kind of portion where they made a late rally, and I'm getting into the finals, and and made the most out of their opportunities. And if you look at uh, at some of the players that they were using, they didn't use too many players. There's a lot of young guns playing, and um, you know they managed to get it together at the right end of the season. Um, they were sixth in attack, so they. They were good at scoring points to Titans, but they leaked 24 points a game. And when it seemed like things went wrong for Gold Coast, they really compounded quickly. They found themselves kind of floating in and out of matches. And, you know, their resilience really got tested at points of the season. And sometimes they didn't react the best to those situations. And, you know, you can say that about any young team that's kind of developing. But you can see that there's starting to be some progress there. And they're really starting to make their own culture there up in the Gold Coast, and it's exciting times for their fans. I mean, as I mentioned, they finished eighth on the ladder. It was an up-and-down season, but um, this year they've really got to make sure that they take the most of their opportunities and continue to evolve, really, as a as a team because, you know, all these other teams that, that didn't make the finals, they're getting better, um, and, they're, and you know, they're looking f- out to try to, make sure that what happened last year to them doesn't happen again in 2022. Um, So really, the Gold Coast, they don't want to fall behind the eight ball. They want to stay in the mix. They want to stay in the conversation. And the pressure's going to be on them, especially in these early rounds, because 
If you look at the spawn that they've got, they've lost Ash Taylor of the Titans. AJ Brimson was out for a significant portion of last year. He just couldn't seem to get fit, AJ Brimson. I mean, we've seen his talent. We've seen what he could do in the 2019 World Nines. And at the back end of 2020 for the Titans, he was outstanding and in great form. But last year just wasn't his season. I, I thought he would have a breakout year, but injury and um, form really kind of uh, combined to, to make it a season really to forget for him. But he has a lot of responsibilities on his shoulders this year because Jaden Campbell, the young sensation that really emerged last year, the son of the legend um, of the game and the legend of the Gold Coast, Preston Campbell, he uh, made his presence felt immediately. He scored some great tries. He really made a name for himself in a game mid-season against the Melbourne Storm. And he'll get the fullback spot. So AJ Brimson's going to make that transition into 5-8. I mean, he's played there... A few times before, but making that full-time transition is going to be interesting for him. And he's going to be partnered with a player that doesn't have too much NRL experience in Toby Sexton. So their combination is going to be very important. Sexton seems like he's got a mature head about him. And he seems to be, you know, wise beyond his years in terms of knowing the game inside and out and making the right decision. But still, both Brimson, Sexton and Campbell, I'd say that none of them... well. Sexton and Campbell literally haven't had a full season under their belt in the NRL, and it's going to test them. It's going to test their endurance, and you know it's never easy for a um, a young twenty-year-old to go in there and play twenty-five games back to back to back, basically. But you know it's going to take a while for their bodies to evolve. It's going to take a while for their mentality to really mature and become these first graders. Um, that are making the right decision constantly. And for AJ Brimson, I mean, he's had, as I said, he's had some great individual moments of brilliance, but I don't think we've seen him have a full NRL season under his belt. Now, combine all those elements with Aaron Clark, who's going to get the starting nod at hooker. They've also got Tanner Boyd in reserve, and he can play pretty much anywhere in the spine. All these guys don't have a huge amount of experience in the NRL. They're probably the least experienced spine out of all the teams this season, and there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to step up and perform. Now, if they're going to be able to play their natural game and, and defensively they can aim up the task, which is something that Justin Holbrook's been so determined to try to instill in his players there at Gold Coast, then they're going to need their forward pack to fire. And um, Last year, we saw guys like Dave Fafita and Big Tino come to the club, Herman Essie. This year, they bring Isaiah, uh, Isaac Liu to the mix. So they've got a bunch of experience there. Filled with some youth. I mean, Kevin Proctor still in the system. Same as, same as Jared Wallace. So the forward pack, you know, it's experienced dashed with a lot of excitement there. And um, we saw last year that they were great in some areas. Um, guys like David Fafita, I mean, where do we even start with him? I mean... How explosive is he with the football in hands? He can do so many amazing things in the football field that we just don't see too often. Um, we pretty much see it once or twice in a generation, but he's so electric with the football in hands, but he, again, seems to float in and out of matches, and his defense has been criticized. It's been criticized by me on this podcast last year, but, I mean, he is a superstar in the making. He topped the Titans' try-scoring charts last year. He's one of the top try-scorers in the NRL. It's just getting those little areas of his game the effort in all plays, the tough carries out of your own half. He needs to get that stuff under control because he's just a superstar of the game. And if he can get that right, then uh, he can really lead this Titans team for the next 10 years. The other thing I noticed about Fafita during last year, and especially towards the back end of last year, is once he started to make a name for himself that he's such a tacky weapon, 
The amount of defenders that he draws in is remarkable. I mean, he's drawing three to four defenders at least in every time he runs the board. Now, the Gold Coast Titans tried to use him as a little bit of a decoy last year, and it had, you know, mixed success. But if they can make the most of that, you know the work he can do on the ball. But if he can add that to the work that he can do off the field and, and make other people look good in terms of attracting defenders and giving his playmakers like Brimson and Sexton a little more bit more space out there, then, man... Gold Coast could be in for a really good season, but he's a very key component of the side. So is Big Tino. He didn't have the best season last year um, coming over to the club, but he's been named as captain this year, which really shows you the faith that Justin Holbrook have has on him. And, you know, the likes of the, the old heads like Wallace and Proctor still in the system. That forward pack really needs to lift. It needs to tighten the screws defensively, of course, because, as I said, they're leaking way too many points, and Holbrook is a defensive coach, so he's going to want to get that right for 2022. But if they can get over the top of opposition um, forwards early in matches, then it takes significant pressure off the likes of Sexton, Brimson, and Campbell. And, and those players are going to need to uh, their forwards to perform well because I don't care how level-headed and how mature of a player that you are at a young age, it's going to take you a while to adjust and all the elements aren't going to come into play at once. And, you know, every player, every playmaker in the NRL needs their forwards to fire it's particularly important when you've got guys that don't have too much first-grade experience. In saying that, as I said, I think Sexton's very talented. I think he can organise the team really well. I really liked what he managed to do with Fogarty last year, but Fogarty's not there this year, and it's really going to be his team because you want AJ Brimson to kind of be that natural ball runner. So it'll be interesting to see how the combinations go there at the Titans, but really they just want to keep improving. I mean, it was a lucky finals you know, uh, appearance last year, let's be honest, let's call it what it was, it was a miracle, they made it, they almost beat the Roosters, it was such a brave performance that they put in, but I don't think many people were expecting them to be there, and, um, you know, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see how they, now they've got expectations on them, how they react to that pressure that they put on, now, we look at the player movements, and they've gained a few uh, handy kind of utilities, exactly who is the big one, I mean, he's a a premiership winner. He's been in a lot of successful clubs and he had a lot to their forward pack as well. But some of these uh, kind of traveling, kind of in and out of first grade type utility players that the men is assigned, guys like Aaron Booth, who's a good young player from Melbourne, Will Smith and Paul Turner. These guys will add a little bit of depth to the club that I think is lacking. If they get a lot of injuries, I don't know how they're going to be able to manage. But Will Smith did a really good job at Parramatta and I actually rate Paul Turner as a half from the limited time I saw him play as the Warriors. So he's a handy backup half to have, and maybe if you need to give some of these young playmakers a spell throughout the year, then he can be called upon to uh, play a couple games there for the Titans. Now, they've lost a few. They've lost Fogarty, as I mentioned. Big loss. Peachy's gone. Anthony Don's gone. Mitch Rain, Sam Stone, Jonas Pearson, Ash Taylor, um, Jai Whitebread. But overall, you can see what they're building, and they're building a, a club that... Um, you know, is really trying to instill the beliefs that Justin Holbrook is is putting into the club. I've mentioned it several times, but they really need to improve their defence. And really, when you look at this starting one to seventeen lineup, their best possible seventeen, which, as far as I'm aware, come round one, pretty much all their players will be on board and available for selection. Um, but NRL.com's got it as Jaden Campbell at fullback, Sammy and Corey Thompson as the wingers, Herbert and Brian Kelly as the centres. The Haas, as I mentioned, Brimson and Sexton. The props, Jared Wallace, Mo Fodawaker, who is another just consistent forward that's done the job for the Titans so many years now. Aaron Clark's the hooker. Kevin Proctor, feet of those second rollers. Big Tino's the lock and on their bench. Isaac Liu, uh, 
Jolliffe, Bo Ferber, and Will Smith. So it is a, it's got a, a mix of experience and youth, and I really just feel good things in the future for the Titans. But as I mentioned, that that inexperienced spine does cause me a little bit of worry. And, um, you know, Holbrook needs to keep working with these players to really be able to perform out there for 80 minutes because sometimes the defense is good, but a lot of times they can be exposed, especially out wide and through the guts, and they just need to be all around better defensively. I don't know if I've got them in there in my finals. I mean, as I mentioned, they've got other guys like Tanner Boyd and Lasone, um that can come in and fill positions there, but I'm not 100% sure about their long-term um their long-term depth in, in terms of... Obviously, COVID-19 is going to have a big effect this year. If someone gets COVID-19, they're going to miss two to three weeks as uh, reports of what's happened with Kobe Harrington and Adam Reynolds throughout the week of the Broncos. But it's important that you've got to have some depth there. And I don't know if the Titans have that depth uh, that can cover significant layoffs for some of these guys, even for a few weeks. So the pressure's going to be on them. It's going to be on... The pressure's going to be on their spine for sure as well. And, you know... I think that this is a club that can really be a contender um, and go past week one of the finals in two to three years. I just don't know if it's this year. And while I think they're going to improve and they're going to get better as a club throughout 2022, I don't think they're going to make the finals. And you might go, well, how's that improving when they finished eighth last year and you've got them lower this year? Well, as I mentioned, I think the competition is going to be a lot tighter this year, but I think Gold Coast's main concern this year should be about giving that spine experience, giving these young players some more time in the NRL and really maturing them as footballers and really instilling those beliefs and those that commitment to the 1% areas like defense, like giving the, the hard yardage out of your own half. And I think Holbrook will instill it in those players and I think they're going to be set for a very bright future in the NRL. I just don't know if it's all going to come together in 2022. So I've got the Gold Coast Titans going a little bit lower on the ladder but still some uh, big improvements in club. I've got the Titans finished in 10th, but as I, as I mentioned, I think it can be a real important year for this club in terms of setting up their future and really paving the way for the next three to five years at the club, especially if they can keep a lot of the roster on board. They can have a relatively injury-free season and no major injuries to their spine. I think that this experience of that spine will gain in 2022 will be invaluable in the years to come. So I've got the Titans finishing 10th. What do you guys think? What do you, Where do you think they're going to finish on the ladder? What is your top eight predictions this season? Let me know in the comments at Steve's NRL Footy Tips on our page or send me a message. Do you like the show? Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I've still got seven teams to cover before the Tuesday Round 1 show. So they're going to be dropping quick and they're going to be dropping fast. But tune in next time for another edition of Steve's NRL Season Previews where I cover the Newcastle Knights' chances in 2022.